Hi, everyone. This is Jordan, the owner and CEO of Greaser Consulting. In this call, I have my cousin, Sanja, on the line. Uh, and listen, she's not in tech. This is a different type of call. Uh, but wow, uh, Sanja is just a phenomenal individual. She's run an Ironman. She's done these ultra marathons, 80 mile, 135 mile races. She, uh, at one point in time was this like laser focused, I'm going to be the big time architect engineer in DC. And then just had some moments in her life and made some shifts and ended up out in Colorado living a totally different lifestyle than she anticipated and running all these crazy races and doing just amazing things. So in this call, we're going to talk about like the fear of, of leaving what you know. We're going to talk about changing careers and the, the excitement and also the just uncertainty that comes with it. And then at the end, we talk a little bit about some of these races she runs and and how to build just this resilient mindset that's just unlike anything else. And I'll tell you, um, you know, Sanja, without going into details beyond what was on the podcast, I mean, she's been through it with some things. She's lost close loved ones. She's gone through some difficult things. And I've just uh, been really proud of like the dynamic individual that she has become, the resilience that has come out of some of these things. And so I encourage you to lean into this podcast. It's a little different than usual. Um but I think there's just so much to gain from this wonderful cousin of mine that, that couldn't tell you the first thing about tech. Uh, go ahead and enjoy. Say you want some clarity in sales and marketing and SEP. Well, we have just the remedy. Our podcast, RevOps Therapy. Hi, everyone. This is Jordan, and I have with me today Sanja. Sanja, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Sanja Heinish, and uh, I am a structural engineer living in Golden, Colorado, and I like to be outdoors. So when Sanja says she likes to be outdoors, that's a little bit of an, an uh, underestimate of what goes on here. Sanja, how many Ironman have you done? Ironman one. Ultra, okay, ultra marathons maybe you're thinking about. How, well, um, yeah, one Ironman is enough for a lifetime. What, what <laughs> is an ultra marathon and how many of those have you done? Um, an ultra marathon is any uh, running race distance over the traditional marathon, which is 26.2 miles and Jordan I probably I can't even count how many I've done to be honest with you um how far least, how far was like the latest race that you've done uh 135 miles 135 miles so the reason I bring this up is uh fun fact Sanja's actually she's my cousin I grew up next to Sanja and I can barely run three miles, and she's running 130 miles. Uh, we, we, uh, I flew out to Colorado a few years ago, and you know, listen, I can't do three miles. She does 130. We did this hike to what was that? Was, I want to say like Conniption Hot Springs. What was that called? Conundrum, Conundrum <laughs> yeah. Hot Springs up in. 
Yeah, conundrum, not conniption. But anyways, the conniption for me, because I'm I'm dying walking up the mountain, and Sanja's like, "What? Like, what's going on? We didn't even get started yet." Uh, but anyway, that's a little bit of the dynamic between me and Sanja here. But what we what we want to talk about today is, uh, and I know Sanja is a little bit of a different guest for folks that we typically have on this podcast, but Sanja was running around the DC area for years and was sort of just in this like career ladder progress. And then now she's like living this totally different lifestyle out in Colorado. So like we want to sort of capture the essence of this and what happened along the way. Cause even though it might not be tech, I think there's a lot of us that have sort of felt some of these same themes. So, Sandra, could you tell us what, like, what were you doing in DC? Like, what even brought you there? What were you doing there? And what was just like the mindset when you were living down there? Yeah, and um, I think you captured it well. How I just kind of was taking this path that you know society said was the way that I should go, and I think it's it all started even when I was pretty young. I was good at math and good at science and everyone said oh you you'd be great engineer it's a stable job so I I don't know how people pick what they really want to do when they're in high school but sure enough I went to Penn State did architectural engineering graduated and in 2009 and so that was right after the big recession and so I took the only job that happened to be my dream job and that was in DC um not technically in DC, it was in Fairfax, Virginia. So I packed up my bags and I moved to Arlington, Virginia. And I was working on the coolest projects. I got to work on National Cathedral, Washington Monument after the earthquake there. My job was basically, my company basically investigates building failures or building issues and, um, gives cause of failure, develops repairs, sees them implemented. So I was working on these really cool projects and um, had this job that I thought, you know, was the job I'd be at forever. And uh, after I think the excitement wore off of having a career and moving somewhere new, I just started looking around and started questioning if it was the kind of lifestyle that I really wanted. And so let's let's talk about this a second cuz I remember I remember seeing pictures of you, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like you're you're in like rappelling gear. You've got your harness on, your ropes, you're like hanging off the side of these buildings. And I I just remember thinking, wow, like you know, you'd send some pictures. I think like this looks like one of the coolest things on the planet to be doing. And at that time, you know, you had a good community down there. You were sort of experiencing your own thing. But like, what what was it? Like, was there a day? Was there a time? Was there like a season of life? Or like, like what happened that made you go, wait a minute, like this was my dream job, but turns out it isn't my dream. Yeah, I just think, you know, part of that job is you're always on call and you're working weird hours, you're working long hours. But I started looking around at the, um, you know, the, the superiors in my company and, and seeing the life, lifestyles that they had um, and just 
thinking like, I don't, I don't want this. You know, everyone works so hard during the week that on the weekend you're recovering to get ready for the week again. Um, I felt bad that, you know, I, cause I didn't have any kids and it was just me. And so the weekends I could actually like get out and go running, but I felt like I couldn't talk about what I was doing on the weekends. Cause it was just like this culture where you boast about how much you work and you, you know, you talk about how you don't have time to do this, that, and the other. And, um, and it wasn't just my company. I mean, that's kind of the mentality, um, of that area. It's, it's people work really hard and it's, um, it's, it's a rat race. And, you know, when you, you are in a gathering of new people, in DC and you ask them like what they do, everyone's going to talk about their job. And whereas out here, it's like when you ask people what you, they do in a group, it's what are your hobbies? What are your interests? What do you like doing? And how do you spend your time? Um, so that kind of paired, that kind of started it. And then I started, um, I just had this like lure to Colorado. I think because I kind of knew you hear about it and I kind of knew that, I think I would like this, this kind of setting. And so I started vacationing out here and then gosh, by the fifth time I made a trip out here, I got on that flight to come home. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to go home. Like DC doesn't feel like home anymore. And I think your sense of what home is, does change. You know, it's like where you like to be, the people you love are there. But I just started getting to that point and, and then I didn't want to go back to DC and it didn't feel like home. And so I, that's when I decided that I was going to move. And I just started talking about moving for a few years. And then it, it took me a while to actually, oh gosh, I want to say that like I had talked about it for two years and then I decided, you know what, I just got to set a date. And as soon as there's any kind of opportunity, I've got to say that I'm leaving. Cause I think I was, I was, two years before I left, I was about to do it. And then I got promoted. And then, you know, they pitched a big career opportunity to me. And I was like, Oh, okay, maybe I should stay. But two years later, I just felt like no, it's I gave it time, I tried it out here. And this just isn't, this isn't where I want to be. Were those conversations hard? Like when you were like, did people understand where you were coming from? Or did you feel like you're almost like the weirdo? You know, like I'm here beating this drum that no one understands. Or did you find that the community you're in were like, hey, Sandra, just go do you. I'm like, I get it. It's not for me, but you go do it. I think my friends and my family totally got it because they know me. I think, um, no, I don't necessarily think the people at my company, except for maybe my kind of direct um, project managers who did know me, got it. Um and to be honest with you, I thought at the time that I was going to be able to just transfer within my company. Like I said, like this company I thought was like the dream job. So I wanted to transfer to the Denver office and keep that all the same. And well, it turns out I couldn't transfer. And so then I was like, wow, all right, I'm cutting this thing off. But in that at that point, I had, I had made up, I had been thinking about this for two years and I had made up my mind that like, I'm going Cause they were all like, Oh, you can stay, you know, you can stay here. And I, I decided I was, I was going through with it. That makes me think uh, you know, a little bit about my journey when, when I was 
training, you know, at, at outreach, the software company I was at, uh, it was good to me. Like, there's nothing like I can't sit on here and be like, oh, these people are terrible or I can't believe blah, 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 blah. But a couple of things had just shifted in my life. And like, I knew this chapter was over. And I'm not saying that like that life that they were living was some terrible, horrible thing and everyone needs to escape it. But for me, mm-hmm. like I just knew it was time. And so I remember getting on that plane and leaving. And at least for me, like I felt like this weight that I had been carrying for a very long time was just gone. Yeah. And it like when, at first when it was like hard to move away all of a sudden it was like, how fast can I run? You know, like, like yeah. it's just like a weird shift. I mean, am I, am I out of my mind here? Or is that something similar as you think through your process? Oh no, absolutely. Like I was scared to death to leave this, this comfortable thing that was a really good career. Um, I was scared to death to leave it. And that's why it took me so long, but I just, I got to the point, I was like, I just got to, I have to, I don't, even if it's this huge risk, I got to do it because I'll regret if I don't do it. Maybe it'll fail, but I'm going to regret if I don't know. So, so how, how long have you been in Colorado now? About four and a half years. And I was in DC for eight and a half. Okay. So you're, you're like almost like the halfway point, right? Compared to that whole experience. Like it must feel like you've lived two totally different lives. Yeah. Is that, is that right? Like, yeah. And I tell people that, that I, right? I, yeah, I say like, it's, re- it is hard for me to recognize the person. I mean, all my morals and values are the same, but I'm just a completely different person now than I was in DC as far as um, my day to day and what I'm doing. Yeah. Have you had any moments since you've moved to Colorado where like, from I understand, you can tell me if I'm wrong, like you still, you have a good job. It doesn't maybe not have that same ladder. Right. But it's still a good job. But have you had any like, Oh, oh crap moments. Like, Oh, I could have been pursuing this great career. And I kind of like, I kind of missed it. Or is this like, this isn't even a it thought. It isn't a thought of anymore. mine anymore. I um, actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I got a call while I was still working at the other company because they had heard, someone out here had heard that I was looking on a bicycle ride, nonetheless, with someone from my former company. So Which they, makes sense, right? Yeah. So they called me up and there's they want to interview me. And I'm thinking, you know, I didn't, I've never seen this company name on anything. It wasn't any of the firms I was looking up and. But, but it ended up being several former um, employees from the other company, from my other company that kind of went off on their own, started this group out here and um, it all clicked. And I, now that's where I'm at, but it's, uh, you know, there's, I think there's about five or six of us. So it's really small. It's really different. Um, The downside is I don't have, I'm not getting the national monument out here. You know, I'm never going to do those jobs, but um it's come with this, the balance, uh, with my work life that I've been looking for. And so now I am. So you gave up. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no. And then, you know, now I'm looking, I just look at my, my professional career as well as my life is like more of a journey. It's less of a, a point to point. And I don't even know if now at this point, um, 
I'm not even sure I want to be an engineer forever. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, no, I'm, it was a blessing in disguise not being able to transfer because it's kind of opened up this whole different world of possibilities. So that's just an interesting thing. You're not even sure you want to be an engineer anymore. I, I, I talked to somebody, I, I can't remember who I was talking to about this and we were discussing this idea of like, I had these childhood dreams mm-hmm. and then I attained them and then I realized oh, I have different dreams. Yeah. And so then like, you know, I go out and do some of these things and then I realize, oh, like I have different dreams again. Like what is going on? So on the one hand, it's like, oh, did I just radically miss who I thought I was? Or as a part of attaining my dreams, so to speak, did that in and of itself change me to then think differently about what I want in life, right? So it's less of like a, I'm not satisfied with life, but more of a like, you you know, I don't know, like you learn and change and you got to have room for that, right? Yeah. And for me, you know, I told you kind of how I ended up um, as an engineer without really looking at anything else. And then, you know, I'm an adult now and I've been out in the work world for a while. And, and now I, I have other interests that I think I could be really good at. And um, maybe my, my interests and passions have changed a lot since 15 years ago. So I'm, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I'm not getting out engineering tomorrow, but it's certainly not out of the question, I think for me. So you, you gave up career, uh, and, and it seems like a very literal sense, like you still have a good job, but like you might even be like, that might even be like dying in a sense. But what would you say through this process you've gained? Mm. I think it would be the things outside of my career that I really gained. Um, I live somewhere now. I finally feel a sense of community. I could I couldn't have that before. I didn't have run groups that I met up with after work and you didn't go to the mount, mountains with your friends on the weekends, you know? So that for me, this sense of community has been something which now I really value and um, I didn't have before. Um, certainly I think my physical and mental health are better out here because I spend more time doing. Well, if you're running 130, 30 mile races, I, I bet your physical health is just <laughs> Yeah, I guess it could go to the other extreme. Uh, I could be breaking my body apart, but no, it feels pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is it, is it like, uh, even that phrase of we, uh, like, I don't even know if I want to be an engineer. Like, is that scary for you? Yeah. Kind of. I think about, I think what a lot of people think about, right. Is that sunk cost mentality I've put, gosh, how many years did I say now about almost 15 years of my life into this career than before that five years of school then all, all the money. So you kind of were like, oh, I, I need to stay in this just because I, I did all that in the past. So I'm trying to switch that mentality to, um, yeah, more of a growth mindset, not staying somewhere just because it's comfortable. And I, yeah, I think just through behaviors and decisions of the past, right? Like we know that it takes risk and change for growth and that in itself is fulfilling even if a failure might cause it you know so 
trying to switch to that mindset. But yeah, it's still scary. I mean, that's still why I probably haven't given it up yet. <laughs> so. So out of curiosity here, as you've thought about just different things and different dreams and whatever, I mean, what, what comes on the radar for you? Mm, good question, Jordan. And it changes like pretty frequently. Um, I guess like recently I've really got into mindset and how mindset just, how you have the ability to change your mindset and um, influence your outcome, you know? So I've thought about psychology um, probably more so related though to sports and how I could like work with athletes on the way they approach races or games and um, little tools and things I've tried to implement into my own training and kind of race prep. So that's been an interest. I thought about coding because I thought, well, gosh, I'd like to be able to be on the road more and be more remote. So it's like, I do change my ideas with my priorities of the time. <laughs> um, yeah. mm -hmm. But isn't that, isn't that kind of fun though? Like you are in a, in the DC side of things, like this is the Sanja that I knew for so long, right? Like driven, um, like this is where I'm going. This is how I'm going to get there. Here's where my life is going to go. And then, you know, here you are, on sort of, I don't want to say the other side of that, because again, it's like those are wrong things in and of itself. But now you're at this place where like, you know, I can have yeah. different interests. I can have different ideas and I yeah. can sort of play with that. Yeah. And sometimes when I get asked like, what's your five-year plan? I almost freak out a little bit because I've loosely like what things I want to do. But if I looked at the last five years or the five years before that, right, you can never predict really where you where you're, where are you going to be and where do you want to be in five years? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I gotta, I have to ask this question just cause we've, we've skirted around it a little bit and you're talking about sports psychology and how to get people in that mindset. Like honestly, Sanja, how, how does somebody run 130 miles and like what, like what's the motivator? Like what is it within you that's like the, Instead of thinking this is like for how I would think blatantly, like this is the worst thing on the planet. Like, how are you like, why is this for you? This like, oh, I love this. And this is just fantastic. Like, like what goes on through that thought oh, process? Good question. Um, well, I guess a big part of it is these things that I thought I couldn't do, um, deciding to do them and then accomplishing them and then seeing how that has changed my mindset. Um, you know, with this, the, the 135 miler was this winter, winter race and, um, but really touching on this without going too deep, you know, I got into this sport because, um, I, I lost a boyfriend at that time, um, in an accident who was into the sport. And I loved just ultra running and I love trails, but n I never thought that I was going to do minus 20 below zero races in the cold because I hated the cold. And then um, through losing him, I 
decided, all right, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do an 80 mile one. It's going to be therapeutic for me. Um, it's going to help me heal. And I did it and I just loved it. And I, in preparation for it, I was just like, you have to change your mindset on this to get through it. I can't be saying like, I hate the cold. I don't like to be cold. So I started doing the cold showers and, you know, I get in the cold in the shower and I'm like, Oh, I don't want it. You you sound like, uh, yeah. What is that? Wim Hof who like he, he lost his wife Mm. and then his thing was he was going to embrace the cold. Like that was like for some, like for some, like that was like a connection for him. Right. Yeah. And and that's like, I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to like change the way I responded to the cold. And honestly, when I would get in the shower and it was time to turn it to the all cold, as soon as I cringed and didn't want to do it, I was like, no, this is when you have to do it. So I just started like using that little trick a lot. Like when I started to get that feeling that something was uncomfortable, I'd be like, okay, no, this is when you got to do that uncomfortable thing. Um, and that just spiraled into, um, change of mindset and change of outlook on, on a lot of different things. So, but to further that, yeah, I think also doing these race experiences just during that race, because it's so long, um, ultra marathons, like, huh, sometimes you go through, you know, six months during those 24 hours or whatever it is you know you go through all the highs you go through all the lows the people that are good at these races aren't necessarily the fastest or the strongest they're they are really solid mentally and uh in a, in a race of that distance it's a given that you're going to encounter some kind of issue so it's like how how are you going to respond to that um there's always going to be a problem solving piece and you don't know what it's going to be going into it. Um, but yeah, I think you hear a lot about when you hear about ultra distance races, like how much do you think it's mental versus how much do you think it's physical? And yes, you have to prepare physically somewhat, but I think you can go into some of these races severely under trained. And as long as, as your mind is strong, you can get through it. So yeah, for me, I guess the end of the day, mentally, I love the challenge of a long race. Um, But I love the training too. Like, and this kind of, if I were to tie it into the career piece, it would be like, I do look at um, training and racing as kind of this journey, right? Like you got to enjoy the journey. And the race is really just this call nation, like this celebration of, of all your training, but it's, really it's just like this little treat at the end of it all um like I love the training because for me it's it's time in the mountains and I don't even really call it training because it's my it's what I would prefer to do would be take a weekend and go camp and wake up and run and uh spend as much time outside as I can well, Sanja, when I listen to you, the like the word that just keeps coming to my mind over and over and over again, for uh, for a lot of reasons, is just this idea of resilient, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like it takes it takes resilience to like 
career shift. It takes resilience to branch out on your own, right? Go to Colorado by yourself. It takes resilience to, you know, you, you talk about, you know, you, you lost a loved one and like to overcome. It takes resilience to to run 135 miles, right? It takes, mm-hmm. it takes resilience. Uh, you say you get that little twitch of like the cold shower and you're like, yeah. ah, we're going to do it, right? Like, like all of that builds resilience right and at the end of the day you know whether whether you're like you're in dc or you're in colorado or you know you're, you are climbing the ladder or you're running crazy races like um you know all of these things kind of build resilience but especially when you step out on the edge of fear right like yeah. when you step out on the edge of fear it's like when life begins right and like resilience starts to get built Thank you. I, I like uh, that. So I know I'm, I'm soapboxing on you here, but that's just, as I listen to you, like this is like the thought that goes around in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Sanja, we're, we're coming right up on time. Uh, is there anything like any, someone's listened to this and they want to run, like they want to run five miles or 50 miles or a hundred miles. Like uh, can people get a hold of you? If people want to know like career shift or they have questions like is it all right if they reach out to you is that yeah illegal? sure what's the best way just just linkedin message probably linkedin message or um i'm not super active on social media but they'd be able to find me um on instagram i'm just at running happy at running happy all right sanja any final takeaways before we split ways with everybody today any last words of wisdom oh jordan um no i guess maybe just uh enjoy the journey um and know that uh with with uncomfortability and risk and change comes 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 a lot of growth and it's never too late i again i feel like a lot of people just keep doing what they're doing because um they think their time has passed, but I don't think that's the case. All right, Sanja, thanks for coming today. And for everybody that listened in, I hope you enjoyed the call and we look forward to you tuning in next time. See ya. Hot dog. That was a great episode. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Greaser Consulting or any information you heard on today's episode, visit us online at www.greaserconsulting.com. Be sure to click the follow button and the bell icon to be notified on the latest here at RevOps Therapy. Thanks and see you real soon.